Hey, this is T. Sucks here. Everybody doing okay? Question, listen, listen, people. What's going on with vegans and, you know, all this? Firstly, I don't even understand the levels of vegetarianism. There's vegetarian, there's vegan, there's, I don't know, the guy who doesn't drink milk, the guy who drinks milk, the guy who doesn't drink eggs, doesn't eat eggs. What's going on? Anyways, why are vegans so militant? Why do why do they act like they're saving the world? Like, so I was on um, I can't remember where I was on. <clears throat> you know, I like to get on these. Uh, actually, I won't even tell you what I like to do. That's that's just terrible. But I met I met some chick. So I'm talking to this chick, and then she was like um, on the phone, um, and. Uh, All's going well, and then suddenly it gets onto this business of, so do you eat meat? And I'm like, yeah, so do you plan to ever stop eating meat? I go, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, I, I could stop eating meat if there was no meat around. So, wait a second, so you think that it's okay to eat meat? Uh, yeah, I think it's okay to eat meat, is what I said, because I'm an omnivore. Aren't, aren't, aren't those two, like at the front of my mouth, when I open my mouth, I got these teeth, and then there's these little ones, two on the side of the front front grill, I've got like four teeth at the front that seem normal, and then I've got these sharp ones, I think they're called incisors. That's definitely not for, you know, biting into a couple of, uh, you know, pieces of lettuce. Come on, let's be serious. It's for me to hunker down and get my red meat into my system so I can get some iron. Um, these people, anyways, this girl is just like, um, you know, and nothing against people who are vegans or vegetarians. Hey, oh, oh, more power to you if that's what you want to do. Do it for whatever reasons, for health reasons, for any kind of reasons, cool. But why are they, like, getting so crazy about it? So this this chick is like, hey, you know, I don't understand. Like, I don't see the point in killing other animals. And I'm like, ah, okay. But, so this is your stand. This is how you're going to feel better about the world, about your contribution to the world. Meanwhile, you don't really give a shit about starving children in Yemen. Um, well, you don't care about children who are starving in Yemen, but you want to give me a lecture on whether or not I should eat meat. Or... You want to give me a lecture on why I shouldn't be eating meat because it's killing other animals. And also, me eating meat is contributing to the greenhouse gases and the depletion of the ozone layer. And she went on this whole tirade about how man is damaging or destroying nature. First, we're part of nature. We're not destroying nature. We're just part of the destruction of the system that enables us to survive. It doesn't mean that nature is not going to survive. All right? Humans are just a part of the whole paradigm, I guess, the part of the whole structure, the whole system. We're just a part of it. It's not like, you know, whenever humans get into this whole thing about how we're destroying, you get conservationists and environmentalists telling 
people how man is damaging nature. Those conservationists and, and environmentalists to me seem to have missed out on the picture that we can't damage what we're part of. We're just going to make sure that maybe we can't live here, but nature is still going to, you know, carry on with or without us. It's just going to get to a point where we won't be able to be able to sustain ourselves and then so we will disappear and then something else will take our place. So what's the big deal? I don't get it. Why is everyone freaking out? And I bet this vegan chick, well, actually, I said to to somebody, and I was talking about that, and I bet this vegan chick right, is uh, that I talked to once, and then we didn't talk after that. But I bet you, if I stuck her in a room, locked the door, right, and then threw the flap at the bottom of the door, I just kept throwing in a can of ham every day <laughs> or a can of spam or whatever it is, a piece of meat every day, right? In one year or in three weeks, she'd still be alive, right? It's not like you're really going to die for your cause like you think you are. So I don't know why people out here, especially in developed countries, have got this choice. If you were in Yemen and starving to death, like many children are starving to death right now, because Saudi Arabia has got in for a group that's in power in Yemen. The U.S. also wants to support Saudi Arabia because they need oil. And Saudi Arabia has got a big amount of voting clout when it comes to OPEC. And can decide on the price of oil. And that price of oil is essential to the U.S. surviving. Sorry, I'm making myself a sandwich as we go. This is how you got to do a podcast, kids. Remember, I'm taking it one step further than Bill Burr. (laughs) Bill Burr's actually respectful of the audience. But I'm hungry, people. What do you want? I'm putting on bread. On my bread, I'm putting on some butter and then Marmite. You guys, if you haven't tried Marmite, any of you North Americans, you need to try Marmite, Promite, or Vegemite. One of the three. Promite is big in Australia for some reason. Promite and Vegemite, more so than Marmite. I think Marmite's more a British thing. But they're all three are good. But anyways, back to what I was saying. If I was to throw in a slice, two slices of ham every day in this flap, where this person was locked up. This so-called vegan who would die for her ideals and values will be away, will be alive in two weeks and going, can I come out now? All right? Even those guys who crashed, crashed in the Andes, the movie Alive was made after them. I think uh, either a rugby team from Peru or Chile crashed in the Andes. They had to eat, you know, parts of the dead to survive they survived so i don't know why people who are so spoiled living in north america especially get on their high horse with this whole vegan thing and then like to push it down everyone's throat just stay on a high horse about veganism keep your mouth shut and just be a vegan that's how to be a proper good person. You're not a good person if you're going around telling people 
that they should also become vegans. And they're fucking up the world. You vegans are fucking up the world by telling us people and annoying us. Then we're just going to get into a bad mood and go murder some more cattle and eat some more food because we'll be depressed because you made us angry. You're making sure that more animals die because you can't just shut your mouth and leave us alone. So leave us alone. (laughs) I'm kidding. No, actually I'm not. Yeah, leave us alone. You're like, I don't, I don't go around to vegans. Why aren't you eating meat like a normal person? You fucking annoying bastards! Shut the fuck up. God damn it! What the hell's the matter with you guys? Hmm? Hey! Hope you guys can hear this because I'm talking from across the end of the room. Anyways, I'll get back to doing what I gotta do. But yeah, marmite is very good for you. I think it's vegetarian. Anyways, just my thoughts before we get started on whatever it is that we're going to talk about today. What are we talking about today, anyways? This is just my introduction. (laughs) Woo! Hold the fort. So hopefully you guys can hear this. Let me try and play this. This is one of my friends. Hopefully this records. Ты вообще дурацкий, потому что это не называется Белоруссия, это Беларусь, просто Беларусь, нету Усия. Это не раз, Россия два, два раза, это Беларусь, только Беларусь. Did we hear that? People, people, are we recording or what? So I have no idea what that was about, but I was giving trouble. You know how I do my Russian accent. This is how I speak in Mother Russia. You come to Mother Russia. You talk like this. Canadian people, very soft. They have soft underbelly, like little mice. They cannot deal or live in hard Russian climate with tough Russian people. That is why Vladimir Putin, grandfather of Russia, he take care of Mother Russia. So I was being an idiot and saying stuff like that. And then um, my friend's um, daughter, who's from uh, Belarus, or Belarusia, she's Belarusian, uh, and she speaks, I think, Polish and Ukrainian and Russian, went off on me on WhatsApp. So I just thought I'd add that in just to, you know, I don't know, throw something in there just for the hell of it. That's what a podcast is for. What I'm, what I'm doing is creating a, 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 it's, it's like I'm trying to add flavor to this podcast. So I'm not really good at cooking up good podcasts. So I just chuck everything in there and hope for the best. Oh, so um, there's, uh, I, I came across this, this, this uh, question in, 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 in Ask Reddit. There's a subreddit, you know, everybody knows that I just live in Reddit because... I live in cyberspace nowadays. I'm in the Matrix, people. I'm in the Matrix. That was a glitch. But anyways, I came across this question in subreddit where someone goes, you know, what are people going to do nowadays in this world where there's more and more people suffering from higher and higher levels of anxiety? And uh, I was thinking about it for a second. And uh, there's, this, there's this kind of... Uh, I have all these beliefs. So... This one thing is I have this kind of existential, I think it's existentialism, uh, or certain aspects of existentialism I really in, really think are, are pretty cool. 
Um, so there's, there's one thing about existentialism is, um, you know, the 24-hour clock, right? Like humans, um, if, to, if right now, this very moment that you're hearing this podcast or, or me speaking, it's midnight on a certain... Today is midnight, right? It's midnight, like 12 p.m. or 11.59 p.m., one minute to midnight at the end of the day. If the beginning of the day was when the, so, uh, you know, 24 hours ago, right? So uh, the start of today was when the earth came into being, like the universe was created or the let's say the earth came into being. Basically, humans, I think, according to what scientists say, have been on this earth six minutes to midnight. So we got here at 11.54 uh, PM and now it's going to be midnight. Six minutes ago is when we got here. Dinosaurs existed on this planet. I think they say around three hours. Now, don't quote me on this, but it's something like that, right? Like dinosaurs have existed or existed, as in, you know, Brontosaurus Rex and T Rex, and the whole crew of uh, little rapscallions that you see in that movie uh, Jurassic Park uh, with that guy. What that guy's so cool. Uh, uh. The guy who's always, he's such a weirdo. He's so strange, but he makes any damn movie great. And I think that one of the scariest goddamn movies I ever watched when I was very young was in my friend's house. And he had this mansion. Look at how I'm segueing out. So stick with me, kids. But uh, The Fly. So we're talking about Jeff Goldblum. We're acting Jurassic Park. Jeff Goldblum I first saw in the, the first movie, The Fly, which is produced, I don't know, 1980-something. Eric Stoltz was in the second part of The Fly. But the first one was so God damn scary, okay, when he basically becomes Seth Brundlefly and he, he breaks into like that, that place to, 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 to get, uh, you know, that chick from, uh, you know, those two chicks that go over the mountain in the, in the car, uh, Thelma and Louise, so there's one who's Susan Sarandon, Susan Sarandon's quite a hottie, and then there's Gina Davis, I think it is, right, Gina Davis is Axe in the Fly, and Seth Brunelfly comes to rescue her, or comes to, like, just take her away because he's in love with her. But he's all, like, you know, he's totally turned into a fly right now. And he's like, <laughs> you know, like he can vomit up acid and stuff like that. That movie I watched in a friend's house. Now, this friend of mine lived in a big kind of like, a, like, a, like an estate, uh, like an acreage home. And you go up this driveway, and the driveway just descends into black darkness. It was out in, like, a country. It was in another country, not Canada, A. Eh? Uh, and it was uh, in a country where there was no lights on the street. It was dark. And so he had gone to his room to sleep. And I was in the living room watching, you know, uh, the fly for some reason. And he was like, yeah, whatever. And I, it was too late for me to get out and to start, wa wa you know, get back to the room. He had a big house. And so I was like, so I said, oh, I'll sleep on the couch. And I ended up watching the fly. And the problem was the curtains were open and, and the living room had these French doors. So doors, I guess, from floor to ceiling, kind of like they, they just, you know, you slide them out and you walk down this driveway and all you see is just darkness. And he had this huge driveway that walked, that went down to the road. So it was like kind of on a hill, uh, his house. And the driveway is gravel, okay? The windows weren't sh shuttered, like the curtains had me drawn. So I look out the window and all I see is black, 
dark. It's in the middle of the night, like 1 a.m. This driveway lined with huge fir trees on either side, just going down into the darkness. And I was so fucking frightened that night. I couldn't move. Terrified. Terrified. Anyway, so... What were we talking about? So let's rewind. We go into the fly, fly. We got that Gina Davis, Seth Brundle fly. Oh, the guy from Jurassic Park. Oh, existentialism. Okay, so dinosaurs have been here three hours on this 24-hour clock, okay? So we're talking about humans are here. So it's midnight right now. You're hearing my voice, midnight. Humans got here 11.54 p.m. Dinosaurs were here around, let's say, I don't know, 1 p.m. till 4 p.m. And then disappeared. And we think of dinosaurs as being insignificant. The only time we actually even give a shit about dinosaurs. These creatures that roamed the earth for what will for certain be a huge amount of time longer than humans will ever have existed. At the end, in a thousand years or a hundred thousand years from now, there will be something else slithering on this planet. And they will have a classroom and they will teach their little ones in their language. And so I'm translating here. Hey, we're going to do history today. And we're going to do a history of planet Earth. Because they don't obviously call this planet Earth. So planet Earth basically came into existence a long time ago. And then we had these dinosaurs that came, but they didn't exist a long time. And then after that, nothing. Uh, significant was on this planet until we arrived, kids. So make sure you know all the dinosaurs' names, and they'll have different names. Guess where humans came up in this history lesson? Nowhere. None. Why would humans even, even be a blip on the radar? Humanity is only around six minutes. I think it'll last maybe another ten minutes. So ten minutes, let's say, all right? If we double the time that humans have been here, let's say 12 minutes, right? 12 minutes won't even be a significant enough amount compared to three hours that dinosaurs spent on this planet in order for us to even be counted as a beings or a group or a, a species that did anything significant on this planet. I'm sure, basically, when all is said and done, Right, And this kind of stems from that whole, you know, me ranting about the vegans and us about, you know, vegans saying, oh, we're ruining nature. This all stems from nature will have eradicated any, any, any kind of significant, uh, you know, archaeological, you know, evidence of our existence. I don't think those creatures that are slithering around in a million years will even be digging into stuff because they wouldn't even care. They probably have enough technology where they don't need to go do archaeological digs with little fine paintbrushes and, you know, fine stuff from some, you know, culture to, to say, oh, this was Cro-Magnon and this was, uh, you know, um, Neanderthal uh, and the first ever man that was uh, originally, well, Richard Leakey supposedly found... Um, Lucy, right? But actually, Lucy is not the earliest remains now known for humans. I think it's somewhere in Morocco. That was Lake, Lake Tanganyika uh, on the you know, coast of Mexico. I mean, not Mexico, on the, uh, on the side of, uh, of Lake Tanganyika in Tanzania and Kenya kind of uh, border 
or the shared border between those two countries where they originally found that uh, skeleton Lucy, which they said was the earliest remains of uh, modern man. But now it's somewhere in Morocco that they found even older skeletal remains. But I don't think there'll be any kind of digs going on. So we won't matter. So imagine six minutes, right? All of humanity. Let's say 12 minutes. Is all of humanity. How long have we been around for? 200,000 years? So that 200,000 years counts as six minutes in this 24-hour clock, according to existentialists. In that 200,000 years, how, how long do you live for? Let's say 100 years maximum, right? So point, point, blah, 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 two, right? And then you are just, your life is just a grain of sand on a beach that extends for miles and miles and miles, right? And then you are so saddled with these feelings of anxiety and things like that. The thing is, existentialists have this this thing of just let go. Don't You don't need this control. You don't need to feel... Firstly, anxiety comes as a result of a loss of some control, I feel. People feel anxious because they feel worried that worry comes from a lack of control over their own lives or somebody else's life when in actuality when you look at it from an existential point of view you never had any control to begin with you're just along for the ride you're just a grain of sand if Einstein didn't come up with the theory of relativity somebody else will Einstein is not really that important. And in a million years, nobody will give a fuck who Einstein was. No one will give a fuck who Gandhi was, even though Gandhi was a big racist. Everybody knows Mahatma Gandhi was a racist because why? Mahatma Gandhi went to Africa to, uh, you know, protest and, uh, you know, demand or request for brown people, people from India who had moved to certain countries like Kenya, Tanzania, uh, South Africa, had gone there, Mahatma Gandhi, you know, the great guy who likes to starve himself to death and do stupid shit like that. He went there to basically, uh, you know, speak on behalf of brown people to ask for their rights uh, to be respected by the colonists, right? So European people who had taken over, except he didn't give a fuck about African, black Africans who were there, their land. So Mohammed Gandhi is a fucking idiot. Okay, even nobody. So, but even though some people still think he's pretty special, especially like these Gandhi family, who incidentally are into race horses and all sorts of things in South Africa, they're quite a quite an interesting bunch of people. And then didn't Rajiv Gandhi get blown away, get blown up by the Tamil Tigers gangsters? Give him props. Guess who shouldn't have stuck his nose into Tamil tiger business in Sri Lanka. Uh, yes, me, sir. Yes, you, Frankie. Rajiv Gandhi. Correct. Hey, stick in. Don't keep your don't 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 stick your nose into other people's business. Sometimes you get your nose and the rest of you blown off. And by the way, <clears throat> from what I heard, I don't know if this is true though. Only his Nikes were left. His runners, right after a suicide bomber basically blew him away after he had decided to send troops into Sri Lanka to try and defeat the Tamil Tigers who basically slaughtered those troops because uh, they're, uh, what are they, Frankie? Gangsters! Correct. Two points for you, Frankie. Uh, anyways, uh, he was wearing a pair of Nike runners from what I believe and they were the only things left of him and I don't understand why Nike didn't capitalize on that and advertise that as, as, as in, you know, hell, you know, 
these shoes will blow you away or you know don't get blown away or the only things that don't get blown away are these shoes or you know your best protection um in the event of 325 kilos of tnt blowing up is your nikes um that's all in bad taste I can't believe I just did that, but I don't give a fuck. Because, hey, it's a fucking podcast. So go fuck off if you're going to complain about that shit. You know, T-Dot sucks. It's a fucking whack job. Doi. That's why you're listening to this podcast, right? I'm not fucking Malcolm Gladwell. <clears throat> Anyways, so existentialism. Embrace it. Realize that you have no control over anything. And then you will actually have real control. Anarchy is the best most stable way for society to be this societal structure i feel is so fake so built on a framework of lies deceit and stupidness so that people can control other people and it's all about money and they're using color and race and ethnicity and classism to divide people while they only concerned about the one thing that unites us all is the fact that we need money to survive and they're robbing us right it's a fake stupid you know thing what is that that did that law of thermodynamics the third law which says everything is at rest when it's basically uh all the molecules are like agitated or whatever the third law of thermodynamics says something to the same thing like what i say is that society is only in its natural state when it is basically just free for all like the walking dead and hey that's what i that's what i'm waiting for the big reset isn't that what you kids over in the states are waiting for the big reset my friend sabrina in louisville was telling me about big reset so i'm waiting for that big reset hopefully it just when the lights go out i know where to get my money it'll be in all the rich people's houses downtown in Toronto. I'll probably go to Mayor John Tory's house and knock on the door and go, "Hey, I know you don't trust the banks. I know you're waiting for this big reset. So can you just give me the money so I can I don't have to, you know, do anything silly?" And then after that, after I get that money, hopefully there'll still be some stores downtown that are open because I want to get Skittles. I need a whole bag of Skittles, Skittles sours. I just tried the Skittles um what was it? Let me let me tell you. So I got this bag of Skittles. I like warheads and Skittle sours, but I got this bag of Skittles and I ate it and it was too late. I went through it fast enough. And then the tropical, oh, the tropical Skittles. It starts off fresh, kids, but then it gets pretty bad. And don't buy the 191 gram bag of Skittles because all those Skittles are amazing and you can truly taste the rainbow. It gets too much to finish in one sitting, which I always attempt to do because I'm a child. And um, yeah, that's about it, really. So that ends this talk on existentialism. But I'll also talk about, maybe I'll go into Eckhart Tolle and mindfulness meditation. Those two things save my life. I'm in such a zen, peaceful state right now. Because I see all the cracks in society. And I'm just hoping... If we can push it back and forth and side to side, keep pushing the scaffolding, people, we can get it to topple over. When it does, I got my machete already sharpened up.
Are you kids ready? <laughs> Woo! The big reset. Anyways, let me eat some Skittles and we'll get back to something else. Alright, cool. Hey, this podcast is coming along. Oh, so actually, what I was meaning to say, I didn't. I don't think, I spent too much time explaining existentialism and that whole 24-hour clock bullshit. What I meant to say is people in that Reddit, for example, that guy was talking about anxiety. You feel anxious because people have this control or they've had control and now they're feeling a loss of control, especially in North America, especially in Canada where all the spoiled brats are, like places like Toronto. Alberta, for some reason, got to become a real soft province. Soft. You are soft, duh. Soft. Not like Russian bear. Toronto, soft. Vancouver, soft. Okay. Out east, gangsters. Frankie, we're the toughest guys in in Canada. Frankie is on a roll today, kids. I don't see any of you answering any questions. Then again, I'm always singling Frankie out. Who's the smartest guy here? Put up your hand. Yes, you. What's your name? Frankie. Mm, none of you want to freaking pay attention in class. Oh, who the fuck cares? So, if you keep on feeling anxious because... Sorry, I'm eating these Skittles. Because you feel that you've lost some control or you want to gain back control, that's the problem. You're tricking yourself. You never had the control to, to begin with. You don't even have control of your own existence in the end. So why be anxious about it? Why spend all your time in your mind? Because it's all a figment of your imagination. It's all created by your brain. Your body is what you need to spend most of your time in. You should spend least amount of time in your mind, enjoy your body because your body's in touch with reality in the here and now, which again is something I don't know if I'll get into. Eckhart Tolle or anybody follows Eckhart Tolle, but I like Eckhart Tolle. You know, I've always been searching for something that makes sense. And when I read The Power of Now, I'd read it like many, many times, but when we, when I went through a little bit of whack shit and kind of crashed and burned then i went searching for eckhart tolle you you know like that when you seek knowledge you you to gain knowledge you have to go searching for it it's not coming to you right to find out the truth about things you need to go and seek out whitney webb whitney webb who's at unlimitedhangout.com and who doesn't even pay me or doesn't even know me for this endorsement. I just endorse people that I think are cool. Like Paul the Ball, who is on Twitch. And I'll put a link to him. People that are kind, good. You know, people that see shit going on and want to tell people in their own way. Paul the Ball, to me, is a genius. He is wacky, witty, has a fine sense of humor. And it seems that comedians out there, if you look at Bill Burr, listen to Bill Burr, listen to comedians like Tim Dillon, they're the only people who are seeing things and being able to tell the truth out there about things. Not the media. It's only comedians that are saying it in a, in a funny way, what's going on out there. 
the media isn't. So, just like how you, you, information is just piped in. It's piped to you. You turn on the TV. That's not giving you knowledge. You have to go looking for knowledge. You have to go turning over rocks and looking under them. You have to seek knowledge because something inside you is driving you to seek it. Right? So, you end up finding someone like Whitney Webb, unlimitedhangout.com, and then you find out what really is going on out there. And the fact that a person tells the truth and the fact that they're vilified and kind of they try to be made into something they're not, try to be discredited, they try people discredit them. Whitney Webb used to write for all these other things and now she's got she's basically on her own thing with a group of independent journalists. She lives in Chile, you know, probably in hiding. Because she's what? Doing what? Telling the truth, right? Actually trying to tell people what's really going on in a journalistic sense, right? In other words, you need to look for people like that because you find a yearning for the truth. The same sense, something happened to me and then I'd read Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now. It didn't really mean anything to me. I was always like, yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. It's only... When I truly went looking for it, that I realized, hey, I got it's Eckhart Tolle. I remember that book, so I went, reopened the book, read it, and understood it, and kind of tried to live my life as much as possible outside of my mind because your mind is the cause of all this bullshit. And in the end, in a thousand years, we are all connected by the space between everything. So if you take the smallest particle of matter according to Eckhart Tolle so a neutrino let's say or let's say an atom because many people don't even know what a breakdown of a neutrino is I think the smallest particle they've ever found right now is a neutrino right Um, but let's say an electron or an atom you have a nucleus and then you have electrons spinning around the nucleus okay that you can see through an electron microscope for example I I guess I don't know if you can so even the most densest matter, like let's say lead, a block of lead, will be comprised of lead, the atomic or the whatever, the, the, the uh, what is lead, a metal or oh, the element lead, right? Is it P something, PB? The element lead is PB, I guess. I'm guessing, but I think it is PB, if I remember from like 20 years ago. So that's... And the, it has a nucleus with some atomic weight and it has electrons spinning around it and whatever it is. Now, even that thing that's so dense, even the space between the electrons and the nucleus is still greater than the matter itself, right? The electron and the, 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 the uh, nucleus, if you put them side by side, they make up these two little dots. But when they're spinning, when the electrons are spinning around the nucleus, there's a space. That space is bigger than that distance between the, if you put the two dots together. So obviously, that space is what connects everyone together, right? You are connected with that space. And so when you die, you just go into that space, I believe. You revert back to where you came from, which is that space. And then you're joined to the rest of everything in the universe. What the Russians will call the noosphere. That body of universal knowledge that everyone connects to or reconnects to. 
after they're gone. That's what I feel. That's what Eckhart Tolle t- talks about, which is why he's also being called the Antichrist by these, you know, Christians um, who say, you know, he's, you know, Christianity is made up. Come on, let's be serious. Hinduism is made up. It's all bullshit. Okay? It's all someone's interpretation of something. Okay? They can't... Here's here's what I say. They're all wrong. There's no such thing as one of them can be right. Just the fact that each of them is claiming to be right, or people are out there going, oh, I bet you one of them is right, tells me that none of them are right. The one who doesn't believe in any of them is the right one. So... I believe in Eckhart Tolle, and I believe in existentialism, that in the end, we think we're so important. That's what creates this anxiety. Stop thinking you're so goddamn important, all right? You're not important. You just have anxiety because you have nothing else to do right now. If I was to put you in Yemen, and you're starving to death, you wouldn't be anxious about, mm, I wonder what's going to happen to real estate values in Toronto. Is my is my bank gonna collapse? Should I be buying Bitcoin or Dogecoin? Right? Shut the fuck up. Okay? You're just a lucky bastard and you live in Canada. Just get the fuck out of here. What's wrong with these people? Huh? Relax. That's why I'm going to Hey Frankie, where do you find the pe- coolest people in Canada? You better get this right. Nova Scotia. And Newfoundland. Correct. Who are the coolest people in Canada? Newfoundlanders. Correct. What's the most beautiful place in Canada? Cape Mountain, sir. Correct. You heard that from Frankie, guys. Since I'm in the habit of um, also plugging just shit left, right, and center, guys, if you're in Toronto, in Canada, okay, or anywhere where you have the option of getting internet, from a company called Tech Savvy. Go ahead and do it. Okay? I fucking can't stand Rogers. Rogers Communication. Rogers whatever the fuck it is. A bunch of fucking losers. It's a loser shithole company. Okay? Ted Rogers was a piece of shit. I think. I don't know why. I just get this feeling. He's a fucking crook. Piece of shit. The whole Rogers family. A bunch of losers. Okay? Fuck him. Fuck you people. I never, uh, Rogers in Toronto, in Canada, basically came into being uh, as a cell phone company, I guess. Um, there was Cantel back in the day, Cantel AT&T. There was Telus Mobility, there was Bell, and then Rogers entered the fray, and then Fido came after, I think. Um, but But Rogers, they used to basically overbill people all the time. I remember my cousin would be on the phone with Rogers because they he had a corporate account. But they didn't realize that it wasn't really a corporation. So what Rogers will do is they will just overbill because they figure some third-party accountant is the one paying the bills. So my cousin would be like, listen, I only had this many minutes. And then they would give him a free month. But my cousin would be on the phone like two days straight, customer service bitching and screaming, saying about how he's going to change his plan, blah, 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 blah. And Rogers... As soon as I, I used to have a Rogers uh, cell phone back in the day when those Motorola flips, the big fat ones, not, not the StarTax or the MicroTax, I had those. But before that, we had those uh, 
you know, the ones with the, the green digital kind of like a, a screen. It's not even LCD. It just uses these green bulbs and you have to keep fucking carrying like six batteries in your, in your bag with you. So I, I actually was around when pages came into being. Uh, we first used to carry pages around and then we used, uh, these big Motorola phones with a, like a little kind of like a plastic kind of like pull up antenna. And my Rogers bill would be like 109 bucks a month. And when I was in university, fuck them. As soon as the last time I ever, I ever owned any product, any cell phone from Rogers was 1999. After that, I switched over to Telus. Then I switched over to... I think Fido had this Sony phone with a little, you know, rotating little thumb dial on the side. That was pretty cool. And then I went to Fido and I got that free for $20 a month unlimited calling. That kind of got phased out and I'm now with uh, Freedom Mobile. Um, and I won't even go near Rogers. Just the fact that the guy or the company bought the Skydome in Toronto, which was a, a big, big landmark, and renamed it the Rogers Center. Just goes to show you the ego of the fucking man and the ego of the family or the ego of the company. It's probably run by a fucking cheap-ass fucking idiot. You know, probably the CEO is from... I don't know, I guess India brought over to cut costs because that's what they do. So Rogers owns... <laughs> Not being racist or anything like that, but fuck, you know, shit, what do you want me to say? Uh, the truth hurts, it hurts all of us, it hurts us deeply, it cuts, right? Frankie, where are you, Frankie? Over here, sir. Yeah, just making sure, you know Frankie's crazy. Frankie, what the hell's your problem? He's like farting around and doing stupidness, but anyways, um, so Rogers, they own the cable, so when you get television cable they bought it all from i guess hunter mclean used to own cable back in the days but they own a lot of infrastructure and cable and then so they deliver internet to people and used to deliver cable tv to people's houses via cable and then the biggest competitor i guess that way is 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 bell bell delivers through the phone line, right? DSL, now they're switching over to five. So uh, uh, even in, in Malvern, in the ghetto, there is, um, our place now has a fiber optic, um, you know, wire coming all the way from the street, I guess, from the actual infrastructure to the house. Because usually they'll be like, oh, we have fiber optics in your area. But then they've got a friggin' regular phone line, not a fiber optic line, from the street or the main connector to the house. So you're not really connected to fiber optics. It only You're not getting that service right to your, to your internet modem or whatever it is that you get your stuff on. So I used to get cable, right, and then internet through Rogers. So Rogers will have brownouts. So Rogers is on a cable. So obviously when more people use the cable, that's what they say, the speed decreases on your internet. So I would get my internet speed getting down. And then sometimes, very often actually, all right, at least once every two weeks in poorer neighborhoods. And I, I don't give a fuck what Rogers has to say. You want to say something to me? Come over and, and, and let's fucking fight. Send somebody who knows how to fucking fight. I'm not willing to talk to you about fucking... I don't have any assets. I've got nothing under my name. You're not going to be suing me, okay? So send one of your fucking Rogers technicians who knows how to brawl 
to my house and we can fucking, and I'll knock him the fuck out and send him back to you fucking assholes at Rogers. Go fuck yourself. So anyways, <laughs> I'm just fucking around. I'm an old man. Don't give me any trouble. I'm sure you sprightly Rogers contractors are ready for a rumble. But anyways, this is what used to happen. I kid you not, okay? And I, I do that blurb just to fucking... You know, just before I'm going to say something really fucked up about a company. <laughs> but Rogers will actually shut down service, okay? And you go and you look on the website. You know, there's a website on, um, is, is my internet down? And it's always Rogers TV or Rogers Internet, right? And, and now your Rogers TV box is, is through the internet, right? You're not getting it through a different cable box. It's all coming through your modem and then your modem's hooked up to your TV. But whatever. Right, Rogers will be down between 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. on a Wednesday every three weeks. Right? Guaranteed. Brownouts is what I call it, right? And they'll always be like, oh, we're down for service. We had an overload. We said the technician, the technician's working. I'm telling you, it's just because they want to feed a higher bandwidth to the corporate customers or some bullshit. Because here's the thing. I switched to tech savvy. Greatest fucking company that, pro- that provides internet service to regular folk there's great customer service people out in there's a lady i think her name is kathy and she's from chatham ontario that's where tech savvy has one of their customer service locations i talked to this lady who set me up i'll find out her real name because i actually said uh, hi to her on the reddit tech savvy subreddit and i said to them uh hey you guys have the best customer service team and this person this so-and-so lady helped me out she was such a sweet lady and they said oh yes she's a gem we'll say hi to her for you and i said yeah do that because she was such a sweetheart um tech savvy is a great company so tech savvy has no infrastructure so what they do they piggyback on your rogers line Right, so they they're providing this service by renting or I guess using Rogers to deliver. And if you don't have Rogers access, you don't have any Rogers phone line, or you don't have any Bell phone line, they have to do what's known as a dry loop. A dry loop means you pay a little bit extra, something like that, uh, per month because you're actually having to get the service reconnected from Rogers in order for them to piggyback along. And since tech savvy. I paid 89 bucks a month for, let's say, I don't know what the download speed is that Rogers claimed, which would be half of the speed that they said they would guarantee. The upload speed is like crawling, okay? Now I pay 39, so half the price on Tech Savvy. I have the same speed that Rogers claimed they could provide but never could, and it's constant, and Tech Savvy has never gone down. So please explain to me why Tech Savvy doesn't suffer from the brownouts. Because if Rogers constantly goes down in my neighborhood and I am using Tech Savvy, which is piggybacking on Rogers infrastructure, why the fuck does Tech Savvy never go down? You know why? Because Rogers is a fucking shitty, scammy company. So fuck Rogers. Anyone out there in Canada who uses internet and wants a good company, go to Tech Savvy. Okay? Thank you. I don't know what that, I don't know why I started on that rant, how I got to text Sammy, whatever happened, but whatever, who cares, all right, Frankie, what does your mom have at home, Roger. Ro- listen, 
call your mom up on the goddamn phone and tell her to get a life. Where's your mom from? Alberta. Oh, that makes sense. All right. So I don't know if I've got anything else to rant about. So I want to say a shout out to Johnny, who is in England. So I figured, I've, I've, I was like, hey, somebody's listening to me from England. And it turns out it's a person I know who is a great friend of mine. Uh, good buddy, lives up in the north. I won't exactly specify unless he wants me to where he lives. But he's not in London because London caca according to British people. Uh, Johnny, how are you doing, buddy? I hope you're listening to this. I love you, and I hope you're doing well. And hopefully when this whole, uh, you know, this this COVID thing, apparently there's some sort of a pandemic or some, some sort of, uh, you know, um, I don't know, some, something, something's going on. Some, I heard that I can't take a plane, but when I get to take a plane, I'm going to come over and I'm going to see you. When I'm on my, when I'm heading up to Scotland, Scotland, I believe I'm going to go to Edinburgh, Edinburgh, and duke it out with those bastards. And I'm going to figure out um, where they filmed uh, Train Spotting. I want to see if I can go, score some heroin, get addicted for maybe a little bit, and then see what it's like. Dive into a toilet, that kind of thing. Uh, but Johnny, how you doing, man? Katie, the duck, Jerome, Bree, Sabrina in Louisville. Sean, Lily, LT, and the crew in Pennsylvania. Um, who else should I say hi to? Sarah, how are you? Thank you for joining us and listening to uh, my little podcast. Sarah G. <laughs> yeah, um, well, hopefully she's listening to my podcast. Mike, are you listening to this podcast? You, f- you f- stupid. Mike is a co-worker of mine. And um, every time he gets a girlfriend, he's, he's, his head just disappears up her ass. Unfortunately, Mike. Earth to Mike, Earth to Mike. Can you get your head out of Jen's ass, please? Jen, how you doing? Um, who else? Hey, Paulina, how are you? Uh, that's Belarusian friend of mine. Gangster. She's she's basically one of the biggest heroin dealers in in Toronto. So I'm not going to say where she is, but she's Russian, and she was the one screaming at me in Mother Russia in Russian tongue. She's just like, hey, 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 don't make me come kill you. T dot sucks, stupid boy. Um, who else should I say shout outs to? Paul the Ball, of course, great guy. Hey man, thank you very much, Paul the Ball, on his Twitch stream. Um, you know, basically shut down his stream halfway and uh, typed out my 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 nick in uh, my nickname in red, which is T dot sucks twenty twenty. And he said, "This guy is a nice guy." And Paul the Ball, it's so sweet of you, truly a sweet man and a gentle gentleman. Paul the Ball is a celebrity in my eyes. Okay, uh, especially in Reddit where he probably got turfed because those guys are a bunch of. Puffies, why are you guys, why are you moderators into Reddit such a bunch of fucking puppies? Come on, man up, okay? Don't sell out so easy just because three people complain about Paul the Ball because he's fucking real. And, and then you, you decide, oh, you want to have three staying in your fucking Reddit stream or, or, or three in your RPAN who come and listen rather than the one guy who's actually providing a service. So three defeats one, so you'd rather be on the side of three. You know, learn to do proper math, okay? Paul the Ball brings in people like me, all right? People that can change Reddit for the better. 
I can't really, but Paul the Ball can. Paul the Ball, uh, great guy. You can look for him on Twitch. I'll put a, I'll put a link to him down here. Sweet, gentle person. Every one of the people that ever write to him or have a comment on anything, anywhere, he replies to. Like a gentleman, a person who's humble, a person who stays true. He's not big enough or better than anybody. And so he is a man of the people, and I will support him and follow him all the way as long as he doesn't sell out, and I don't think he seems like the type of guy to sell out. Uh, so kudos to you, Paul. And, of course, Whitney Webb and a whole crew at unlimitedhangout.com. Um, and who else should I be picking up? Tech Savvy, of course. Oh, I'll find the name of that lady and I'll put her down there. You know, she's in Chatham, Ontario. She'll be surprised. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Did I forget anybody? If I did, I am sorry. But oh yes, there's reasons why I didn't mention the crew that I don't mention. <laughs> hey, and um, oh, who's this guy that owns uh, Facebook? Mark Zuckerberg. Hey, what happened to Mark Zuckerberg's wife? Did he eat her? I've got a feeling this is a, um, you know, I, listen, I don't want to get into shit, okay? I don't know what this reptile business is that you motherfuckers are fucking getting all fucking your knickers in a knot, okay? Somebody wants to call you a reptile too fucking bad. Maybe don't eat kids. I don't know. Or if you are eating kids, you know, it's probably advisable not to. And why don't you just eat normal adults? Won't you get more bang for the buck if you eat a normal adult? But I don't know how it works. But anyways... Um, I think Mark Zuckerberg's wife could be in a Katie Holmes situation. Um, you know, does anybody want to like, um, you know, maybe ring the doorbell at the compound, see what's going on? And I swear to God, if any one of you motherfuckers takes me off of this fucking joke, okay? You guys are a fucking bunch of fucking losers. I don't want to be canceled. None of this canceled because go fuck yourself. There's nothing to cancel. So shut up, okay? Fucking bunch of fucking geeks. The fuck out of here. Fucking... Cancel, cancel. Is that what happened to, um, what's her lady? Ellen DeGeneres. Listen, she employs like 150 people. Some geek, because they couldn't get access to a washroom, decides to cause up a stink. And then all these fucking nerds on fucking Twitter went all twittering and fucking twattering like a bunch of twits. Fucking big twits and tits on fucking Twitter twatting away. Get the fuck out of here. And then, what, her, her show is cancelled? I, I, I never watched her show in the first place. Who cares? But, uh, you know, her chick, her girlfriend's pretty hot, that Portia de Rossi. Hamana, hamana. But other than that, like, you just, you fucking liberal leftist pieces of shit, just fucking ensure that 150 people lost their job. Who the fuck cares if she's a bitch when she's not in front of the camera? She's entitled to it. It's a fucking show. Grow up, you fucking bunch of pussies. Fuck, you guys are fucking losers. Anyways, that's the end of my rant. Toodles, Tweedledums. Love you. Oh, Frankie, hand in your homework. Oh, actually, before I say bye-bye, I wanted to say bye-bye, but the lady's name in the Chatham branch of Tech Savvy, who helped me a lot, was Giselle. So if Giselle ever hears this, thank you. You helped out um, a guy in Malvern to set up his Tech Savvy, and I'm currently with Tech Savvy thanks to you. So Giselle, shout-outs to you in Chatham, Ontario. You're the best. Oh, shit. Uh, so I got in trouble with Frankie's mom, and she said, you know, uh, I had him doing all this fucking thing and, uh, you know, co-starring on my podcast, so I should get him to say guy, goodbye. So and, and also, listen, Frankie's mom, she's, she's, she's from Alberta. She's from Calgary, but she's hot. 
so you know I can't say anything about her and I was taking care of Frankie's Frankie for her uh, you know uh, yeah she's, she's kind of yeah anyways um, so yeah Frankie say bye <laughs>